And I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. It's a very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that- that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. And it is a big-ass week for us because it's our big Woo! haunted Halloween, no, haunted AF Halloween episode. Woo! Really, we're just going to keep doing the same thing that we always do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's fun to celebrate a little extra, I guess, at Halloween. Yeah. Are you in costume? Uh, yes, I totally am. <laughs> If you mean by costume pajamas and uh, yes. fluffy socks and a sweatshirt, then absolutely. Yes, <laughs> I am dressed as a middle-aged woman in her pajamas with no makeup on. Yeah, I love that we witnessed the same thing this year. How it's, did we know? I don't know. It's pretty <laughs> incredible. Just want to remind everyone, we've got companion posts with all the pictures, all the links at hauntedaf.com. We've also got the online store with Haunted AF gear. And by the way, order that stuff early for the holidays because it's taking a little bit of time to get it printed and shipped. So oh, do yeah. that early all yeah. at hauntedaf.com. We're not Amazon. There's no Don't overnight delivery today. with this no. stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, no. if you're a new listener from the Kelly Clarkson show, hello. Yeah. Welcome hello. to Haunted AF. Coming up, we've got a lot of great stuff. Of course, ghost stories galore. If you're new to the podcast, you might not be aware of the fact that sometimes Haunted AF will give you ghosts. We have mm-hmm. another example of that coming up, all the way in Australia even. More Ooh. ghost stories from our haunted farmhouse in Kentucky. And we're also going to talk to Dave Schrader. He's the lead investigator of the Holzer Files. In fact, a new Holzer Files starts tonight. This is such a cool concept. It's Hans Holzer, who was like the original grandfather of ghost hunting. And uh-huh. so now he's gone, but his daughter is going back and digging into these old investigations of his. Ooh. And it starts up again tonight. And the first episode, it's a phantom hand story, which is yes. terrifying. We've had stories like that. So that mm-hmm. is all coming up. But first, you and I both had some crazy stuff that happened this week. Yeah, so last night, middle of the night, when I am awoken by, ooh, and I'm not joking, <laughs> it sounded, that is the exact sound. <laughs> Do it again. What did it sound like? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> like for real, like the legit old-timey cartoon ghost, I'm, right? Seriously, I'm seeing Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yes, so I'm asleep, and I've got the covers over my head because I'm a weirdo, and I sleep with the covers over my head. Oh, no, me too. And I'm like, did I really just hear that? And then I hear it again. Ooh. And then it starts getting louder and closer to my face. <laughs> I'm like, what the actual hell is happening right now? So I let it go for a little bit. And when it stopped and I get brave, I pull the covers off my face and I roll over and realize it's my husband's Snorbox machine. <laughs> A freaking hose has come loose and it's making the ooh sound. <laughs> like to the point I start poking on his face to see if I can squish it back into place. <laughs> 
I did finally get it. So all the woo went away, but it was hilarious. Please (laughs) promise me next time that that happens that you will film it. Or you know what's going to happen next time you hear that? You're going to sit up thinking it's his snore box and it's going to be a legit Scooby-Doo ghost like floating over your bed. I debated. I was like, do I pull out my camera and record the audio? Because Julie will love this. (laughs) But I didn't. I like chickened out. (laughs) Well, there's always next time. Now you know what to do. Pull that little whatever it is out tonight. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our ghost stories. This one comes from Robert. Hi, ladies and everybody listening. A few years ago, I used to be a manager in retail. And when I first got to my store, we had to go through a major remodel. We moved all the departments and tore everything down and put it all back up new. Well, a few years later, fast forward, and I'm working overnight stocking shift, which is the graveyard shift. And one night I was walking the floor and I saw one of the stalkers look like he was looking for something. So I went over to see if he needed help. He said, I thought I saw a lady in here. I said, well, we've been closed for a couple hours now. There's nobody in here. And he said, you're not going to believe me, but I think I've seen her in here before. I said, well, what does she look like? And so he began to describe her, and I got chills down my spine. And so I threw in a few more details, and he said, yes, you've seen her too. And I said, yeah, but it's been a few years. She used to be our fitting room lady, but she passed away a few years ago. And he got chills, and he turned pale. (laughs) He was physically shaken by it. And I told him, your department is where the old fitting room used to be. What I didn't tell him is that she actually passed away right there. She had a heart attack and passed away inside the store at the fitting room. So that's my ghost story. Thank you, Robert. And if you're wondering, because I asked, can we say where you were? And he's like, I prefer yeah. it if you didn't. But it is a big box store that you probably go to once a week. And I've never even thought about hmm. those places being haunted. Not at all. And can we stop calling it the graveyard shift? But that's when all the good stuff happens. I know, but I feel like you're inviting that by calling it graveyard. I don't know. No, that's a good point. So uh, this story comes from Dottie. And she says this happened to her mother back in 1935 in South Central Arkansas. She was 12 years old and was sitting on the front porch of her family's home with her two older cousins. It was after dinner around us, mom in the porch swing and her two cousins in the rocking chairs. As they talked, they all noticed the blonde, pretty middle-aged lady walking along my grandfather's fence line beside the house. My mother and her cousins all watched the lady as she walked the length of the fence, then stopped right in front of the house. She looked right at my mom and her cousin then turned around and vanished. Instinctively, my mom and her cousin jumped up and ran out there thinking she had possibly fallen down, but the woman had completely disappeared. Flash forward two weeks later, my mom asked my grandmother if she could walk her little brother and two younger relatives to the store to buy candy. My grandmother stood on the front porch and watched as they left. My mother had one kid by the hand and one kid on her hip with her four-year-old brother Edgar walking beside her. They got to the edge of the road and stopped, but Edgar ran straight to the other side. When he realized he was the only one on the other side he ran back across the road right into the path of an oncoming car oh Oh my goodness he was hit right in front of my mom and grandmother and passed away nine hours later oh Oh, it's just so tragic she goes on to say the car threw him right to the spot where the lady had disappeared two weeks earlier for years and years every time my mom's family got together they would go over this story trying to make sense of it was it a coincidence or was it a premonition my mother never got over it and always felt that her little brother's death was her fault and that the lady disappearing was a warning that she didn't understand. We get a version of this story, I think, like once a month. Remember, we had Jeff Hackney recently Mm -hmm. who told the Mm -hmm. story about just before he got really sick with spinal meningitis, saw this random vision of a young girl in his house. Right. There's got to be something to it. It blows my mind. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this next one comes from Matt. 
Uh, so my story is from when I was about 14, and uh, this was a few days after my grandfather had passed away uh, around Christmas time. My mom, myself, and my grandmother, we had all gotten a phone call, and it came up. Poppy came up his number. I answered it. It's my mom and my grandmother on the phone, and I was like, hey, what, what's, what's going on? They're like, I don't know. You called me. And we were all confused. It's one of those things that it's like he's reaching out saying, hey, you know, I'm still with you. But the weirdest part was uh, the next night I'm sleeping in my room. I've got a TV in there and the TV came on. And I, I hear a lot of stories about white static noise. Well, this was white static noise. However, it kept getting louder and louder. Wouldn't turn off, wouldn't turn down. And I finally had to unplug it and it wouldn't turn off even after I unplugged it for a minute and then it turned off. So that's my little ghost story. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Matt. And for the record, when I die, I'm prank calling all you bitches. <laughs> Please, I welcome it. I yeah. really do. Unless yeah. I die first, because then I'm going to get you. <laughs> okay, that's totally fine. That'll be our agreement. So this next one comes from Ashley. She says, good afternoon, ladies. Loving your podcast. I've always meant to send my ghost story to my favorite murder, but I think it's more appropriate for you guys. By the way, oh. thank you for that, because when I'm listening to my favorite murder and they do ghost stories, I'm like, damn it, we needed yeah. that story. Right. So it was 2005, I was 18, and moving out on my own for the first time in Campbell River on Vancouver Island off the coast of British Columbia. That sounds gorgeous. Mm -hmm. My best friend and her boyfriend found a place downtown and asked if I wanted to move in with them, so I did. This house was definitely not up to code. The stairs to the basement were so steep you had to hold onto the walls to get down them, and the exposed support beams were obviously unprocessed driftwood from the beach two blocks away. We'd only been in the house for a few days when we started witnessing activity. My friend and her boyfriend were hugging in the kitchen one evening when an invisible hand pushed his shoulder into her aggressively. The TV would turn itself on when no one was in the room. The wood stove door would slam shut when it wasn't windy. The locked front door would gradually unlock and open until you asked it to stop. (laughs) What? So my bedroom was just off the kitchen, and one morning I was sleeping until I felt light on my face. I opened my eyes and saw that my bedroom door was open a crack, and I assumed it was my roommates checking to see if I was up. So the door closed as I was looking at it. So I just closed my eyes to go back to sleep. Then I noticed light on my face again. I looked and the door was cracked open again, but once again, it shut as I was looking. Uh, It opened again as I was watching, but more this time, like six inches. So I just got up to shut it and I watched it slam shut in my face before I could even reach it. So then I opened the door to find my roommate standing a few feet away on the other side with a shocked look on her face. She had witnessed the whole thing from the (gasps) other side of the door. Another time I was in the basement doing laundry and I heard my roommates come home from an evening out. The front door opened and shut. I heard footsteps all the way across the living room and stop in the kitchen above me. So I called out to them. No one responded. So I came up and you guessed it. No one was there. I called their cell phone and they were still out. I've had many more encounters, including seeing my grandmother walk down the stairs just after she passed away and saying hi before I realized who it was. Anywho, love your podcast. Keep doing what you're doing, (laughs) Ashley. Okay. So that first story that she told, I was not expecting it to go that way. I thought her roommate was playing a prank on her. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's exactly what you would do, isn't it? Exactly, of course. Okay, so this next story is one that we got over the summer and we shared it on Patreon, but I've been saving it for a special day just because I love it so much. This is Joe's story. Hey, my name's Joe and I'm from the UK and I have a fascinating story to tell you. So I lived in a little village called Kibworth in Leicestershire when I was a kid. 
it was just idyllic. And we lived in this tiny little bungalow on the outskirts of the village, surrounded by fields. Well, this little bungalow kind of had its own personality. But equally, I had come onto this planet believing and telling my parents that I had full reincarnation recall. I believed fully that I had another family that I'd just left. I was quite traumatised by all of this. And as a kiddie, I told my parents everything about my family from my other life, to the point where I think I completely freaked out my mum and dad. One night, a woman appeared in front of my bed and she had blonde hair, she had this flowery dress on and she was absolutely beautiful and she said to me, you need to come with me. So she took me to a swing in a field and it seemed like early morning and she was pushing me on a swing and she said, don't worry, I'm your mum from your other life and you are okay here. And then she said, you do have a sister but you don't know you have this sister. And... I kind of ended up back in my house. I was cold. I can remember my feet being wet. And that was that. Anyway, as I say, this house was a bit creepy. And over the years, so many things happened there. It would take me 50 different messages to even explain what went on in this house. But another thing that happened quite shortly after that, I'd started to see on a night judges walking around the perimeter of the bungalow. These old English judges that had got the big wigs on their head. And they were marching all around the bungalow. And they said, to me you have a sister and she's in a different place so when I was 12 um, we moved from that house and I would have dreams constantly about this bungalow telling me things so it told me when new people moved in and it would then tell me when it was being put up for sale and this went on for years so cut forward to when I'm 28 my husband found out some information from my mom they both got very drunk and she told him that I had a sister and then all these things from years back that I'd been told actually started to all make sense. She says, I had a little girl eight years before you and I had to have her adopted. It wasn't a decision I took lightly, but I had to have her adopted. So obviously I was, oh my God, I have a sister out there somewhere. It just blew my mind. Unbelievable, I know, but this is exactly how it happened from then. So from the minute I found out, I took a wild guess at an adoption agency in London. And then within two weeks, I had a message and uh, this girl said, Hi, my name's Janice. I think I'm your half-sister. Um, I was adopted in London and if you want to call me, this is my number. So that year I met Janice and we are very close to this day. So Janice, my mum and me, we are all uh, one big happy family now. They were reunited that year, my mum and her daughter. So that's my little story. I hope you enjoyed that. How wonderful is that? What a wonderfully happy ending. Yeah, and Joe was great. She sent pictures of like her as a little girl in front of this house. And then she also has a picture of she and her mom and her sister reunited. I can just imagine seeing your sister for the first time and being like, that's my face. That's my nose, you know? Oh, oh my gosh. So we have Dave Schrader from The Holzer Files, also from Darkness Radio on the phone right now. So many reasons that we're jazzed to talk to you. So The Holzer Files is going to kick off again tonight season two give us a little backstory on what this show is about because i think the premise is fascinating dr hans holzer was america's premier paranormal investigator he wrote over 140 books and put himself into the story he didn't just collect people's stories like a librarian he went out to investigate these cases for himself and he did it over 60 years of his life we get to go back in and reinvestigate his cases with the blessing of his family and his daughter alexandra who's a part of our show and we go back out with our medium cindy 
Nikeza and our equipment tech, Shane Pittman, to look at these uh, stories with a 21st century perspective, research, and new technology. This very first episode, I just watched it, The Phantom Hand. Yes, The Phantom Hand. It's a terrifying story and what a remarkable tale because it was witnessed not just by a family who you might think they're crazy, but their friends, their relatives, and the police saw this happen as well. It was this bloody hand that was coming after them. Well, this family was tormented. And just so you get a perspective, everybody always says, well, I'd move the hell out. Well, it was a very poor neighborhood and the family didn't have a whole lot of money nor many options. And they were tormented by this spirit. They would hear this wailing and screaming sound coming from their cellar. And there was a trap door in the floor that you could open up to go down into the cellar. The door would open on its own. They would put things on top of the door or lock the door and come back to find it unlocked and opened. And they would see a hand reaching out from the basement, but they called the police. So you've got 20, 30 witnesses at this point. The police arrive. One of the detectives sees the hand for himself, calls out a warning and shoots four times. They open up the cellar door. There's no body. There's no blood. And they said, you need a priest, not the police. But as you start digging, you find a true crime situation involved with. We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. This. Right. And it was a serial killer that evaded the likes of Elliot Ness. Couldn't break this case. As a matter of fact, it's what wrecked Elliot Ness's career at the end of his life. Okay, and before we let you go, Dave Schrader, I want to hear your favorite ghost story in honor of Halloween. All right, my favorite ghost story involves the black eyed kids. Oh! And I don't know if you're familiar with this phenomena. Yes! But he really started fleshing it out on our show, Darkness Radio, which we're on the air 15 years now, believe it or not. And we started hearing about this like 10 years ago. We started sharing these stories and we started getting really interesting email. Well, one of the emails I got was from a listener in Minnesota. They were an elderly couple. They used to love listening to our show. They would watch the news till 10 and then go to bed and listen to Darkness Radio till they fell asleep at night. And they said this one night after the news, they turned it off. It had been raining pretty much nonstop for three weeks. And they were surprised to hear the sound of, uh, kids playing outside in the rain and the guy being grumpy is like what the hell are kids doing and she reminded him hey when we were kids we used to play in the rain let's not be upset so they go to bed about 2 30 3 o'clock in the morning she wakes up and there are three kids standing in her room no! a girl in the middle two boys flanking her their eyes are jet black she's terrified but she remembers she's listened to our show for a long time she goes i'm going to close my eyes i'm going to take a deep breath and when i wake up everything's going to be fine. So she closes her eyes and lo and behold, the spirits are still there. She starts to open her mouth to scream and the little girl spirit in the center steps forward and pushes her finger to her lips and says, shh, we just want to look at you. (laughs) And yeah, she screams. They both jump out of bed. The husband runs around the house trying to figure out what's going on. There's nothing in the house, but they're terrified for the rest of the night. And when morning finally did arrive, they uh, could hear the sound of children outside giggling. And that was their story. 
few days later, we go down after our show, which ended late at night, and the police were waiting for Tim and I. And they're like, Dave Schrader, Tim Dennis. We're like, yeah. And they go, hey, we're big fans of your show. You know, we listen all the time. Being cops, we're, we're kind of skeptical to the whole concept of all these ghost stories. Sure. But you told that ghost story the other night. We're like, yeah. And they're like, I got to tell you that um, as soon as it was over, we were laughing about how stupid it was and how dumb people can be to believe this stuff. When we get a call over the radio, our dispatch says that there's a complaint. There are three teenagers standing in this person's yard, not moving, and they don't know what to do. He said, I turned and looked at my partner. He looked at me and said, oh, that and they turned off their radio and refused to take the call oh because they heard our black eyed kid story on our show. So be safe, enjoy the holiday. I know it's a weird world that we're living in right now. I hope your listeners will check out uh, the Holzer Files every Thursday night. We have 13 brand new episodes. Stay spooky and happy ghost over to you and all of your listeners. So this next story comes from Amy. Hi, love your podcast. Uh, I have binged the first two seasons and I'm just entering season three. Um, I wasn't going to send you this, but all these little signs are telling me I have to. The first one was um, the theme of people thinking that they're now seeing ghosts and stuff because they're listening to your podcast, which, you know, is funny in itself. But (laughs) then um, you insisting that people with an accent need to send through their story. So I thought, oh, butter it, I'll do it. So here's my story. Our seven-year-old daughter gets up every night, pretty much every night, and walks through the house and comes into our room and gets into bed with us. So the other night, I was actually woken up by her footsteps walking through the house, which has wooden floors. And normally I don't wake up until she's standing there. But the the footsteps woke me up and then I heard her say, Mum. But it was more, Mum. It was a bit softer and, and less urgent than usual. So I said, told her to go, well, you would say the bathroom, but in Australia we say toilet. So I told her to go to the toilet before she gets in bed with us. And then I sort of moved over to make room for her because she always jumps in the middle and then takes up the whole bed um and then my husband and I get no sleep but anyway (laughs) you do what you do so again but it was sort of a lot softer than usual and I said just go to the toilet Harriet go to the toilet so I rolled over and looked where she normally stands like next to the bed or at the door and again and I said go to the toilet Harriet and I opened my eyes and there was no one there so then, of course, I had to laugh because I was thinking of your podcast and, you know, the ghost car that pulled up next to that man and all those sorts of things. So uh, there's my you're haunting me because I'm listening to your podcast story. Anyway, keep up the good work. So, yeah. On a day I've given people ghosts again. I love it. I mean, wait, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> I know. Is that something we should be hoping for? Because we get good stories out of it. Right. It's just more stories for us. So this next one says, hi, guys, this is Francis and Doug from Beyond the Veil Investigation. I saw your tweet about living in a haunted house and we lived in one for just under two years when our daughter was a newborn. We actually believed that she was pulled off our bed one night and towards the crawl space while we were sleeping. She slept next to me for the longest time because I was so afraid of what was in that house. Now, she was about two months old and I would sleep next to her because I was nursing her. On many nights, I would wake up to find her hanging off the edge of the bed down by my feet, which I couldn't explain because she was so young. I woke up one night and she wasn't next to me. Of course, I went hysterically running around the room and found her near the crawl space, which was on the other side of the room. Again, she was only two months old. There's more though. We saw shadows moving across the floor and heard loud bangs on the walls. I occasionally heard women calling out. We even had to remove all the batteries from all of our daughter's toys because they would go off in the middle of the night making the scariest noises. Oh, But what did they want with the baby? I don't know. 
with it. And just, what's really freaking me out is that this is the second story we've gotten about babies being moved like that. That's messed yes. up. Yes. Oh, it's so messed up. Okay. For those of you who are new to the podcast, give everybody the email address real quick. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. And just a reminder, if you got a story, please send it our way. Yes, please. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter. Did I say Twitter? Facebook. Yeah, you did say Twitter. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all the places. You can find us there. But definitely go back and listen to the last two episodes before this one because we had a guy named Josh come on and tell us about his haunted family farmhouse in Bardstown, Kentucky. And he has had some terrifying stories. And so this is the last one that he sent. One more quick story. My grandmother, like I mentioned, passed away back in 98. The weekend that she passed away or the weekend that we had her funeral, we all had a big sleepover at the house, like all the cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff. Huge house, plenty of room for everybody. So me and several of the male cousins are staying in uh, the front, one of the front foyer rooms. I mean, it was used as a guest room when my grandparents owned it. But back in the 1800s, specifically during the Civil War, it was the triage center when it was used as a neutral field hospital. So uh, plenty of soldiers, you know, they died in there they, you know, from their wounds. And honestly, I never felt comfortable in that room. I always felt like there's somebody watching me. So we're all hanging out in the room, playing cards, watching TV. And we end up going to bed. And of course, his boys, you know, we're all going to hang out more after it's quote unquote lights out from the parents and if we hear any footsteps near the door you know we get everyone quick quick and gets under the covers and pretends to be asleep so at one point I don't I have no idea what time it is but we're all wide awake because we're just having fun and we hear footsteps come towards the room and we're like quick everyone go to sleep so we all lay down pretending we're to sleep and we hear soft footsteps kind of shuffling footsteps come into the room as I'm laying there I hear these footsteps stop at each bed or at least each sleeping bag and pause at each one right nobody says anything everyone's pretending to be asleep then the footsteps come to me and there's a long pause but i don't dare open my eyes because if it was my mom she would have been so mad at me and then all of a sudden i feel the covers like get tucked like around my shoulders chest and midsection you know i continue to pretend to be asleep but then as i hear the footsteps exit the room i take a peek open up my eyes and to my alarm i see a short kind of thicker woman wearing a habit and she looked over her shoulders at me and she had no eyes and i'm like guys guys you know and i wake everybody up of course they don't believe me they, they're like oh it's just and so-and-so or it was your mom or whoever the next day and i was talking to another uncle he was like oh yeah that happened to me uh all the time mm-hmm. growing up because i slept in there and whenever we had sleepovers everybody would go in that room so many questions first of all when you live in a pre-civil war era home and part of the house used to be a triage center is that really uh-huh. where you want to put the kids for the sleepovers you no, know it's not and also when you live in a place that's this haunted like we've had the traveling banker you had the basement mm-hmm. ghost so many creepy things happening in this house why are the cousins still doubting it that's a good question you would think after the third incident you're gonna be like oh okay well we're just haunted you know yeah, it's official now and uh, josh did say that he was heading out to the old family farmhouse soon hopefully Ooh. we need pictures of the traveler's room the, the basement and now we need pictures of that room that used to be the triage <laughs> and keeping with the nun theme hey guys my name's mark i live in toronto i've been listening to your podcast for a few months now since i first heard it on the talk is jericho podcast and i wanted to share a story that uh, my dad told me 
My dad is uh, an older guy now. He's in his 80s. But uh, when he was uh, much younger, in his, uh, I guess, late teens, early 20s, he hitchhiked across Canada, um, which is, you know, something that you could do, I guess, safely back in the day. Don't think he'd try it now. But uh, anyway... Um, he was uh, hitchhiking across Canada, and at one point on his trip, he was in uh, Newfoundland on the East Coast. And he and some friends one night were driving. Um, they were out in the country, and, um, you know, there's no lights or anything. It's pitch black, and it's pouring rain. It's one of those, like, brutal storms where you can't see, you know, 10 feet in front of you. So they're driving along. My dad is uh, riding shotgun. His friend is driving. And suddenly, uh, my dad's friend slams on the brakes, and... And he turns to my dad and he's like, did you see that? And my dad hadn't seen anything. He's like, no, what, what was it? What did you see? And my dad's friend said that he saw like a nun's habit just kind of floating above the, the hood of the car. That's what caused him to, uh, to slam on the brakes. So even though it's pouring rain, they get out of the car. My dad's friend is obviously, you know, pretty shook up. They get out of the car to, to kind of look around. And about 10 feet in front of them where they had stopped, there had been this rickety old bridge which had washed out in the storm. And there was uh, a river which was just, you know, raging due to the storm. And if my dad's friend hadn't slammed on the brakes right at that moment, they would have driven right into the river and probably drowned. So... What my dad's friend saw or thought he saw saved their lives that night. Anyway, that's my dad's story. Thanks so much for your awesome podcast and uh, keep up the great work. Thank you, Mark. Can you imagine though, Ooh. you're driving in the rain, dark, pitch black at night, and you see a nun's habit go floating over your car? These are the stories that freak me out, especially when there's something on the other side that was going to like hurt them. Yeah, it reminds oh. me, remember that when my sister told the story yes. about um, an the rock slide, right? The rock slide, that's right. We've gotten a couple like this. And then that story from the Air Force base where the guys that were yes. Trolling saw a uh, wedding dress just go floating by. <laughs> Keep them coming. Okay, give them the email address one more time. That's hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Again, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. And we're taking all kinds of stories, written, recorded, audio, video. We love them all. We love pictures. We want to see your creepy places. Yeah. So again, please email us, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Well, and especially we have all these new people from the Kelly Clarkson show and all the other interviews that we just did this past week. Yeah. Guys, I know you guys have creepy stories. On the next episode, we're going to hear all about a ghost who's been living with a family for so long. They went ahead and named him. He's Dennis now. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> we're also going to hear from Cody, who sent us the story out of Afghanistan. He has one about when he was training in Camp Lejeune. Ooh. Really, really creepy. And Rebecca found a Texas ghost hunter that we interviewed recently, and she was adorable. Becky Vickers. In fact, should we just go ahead and play one of her stories? Oh, yeah, because it's perfect for Halloween. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Growing up, my family would always celebrate Halloween. We lived out in the country. And one Halloween, my dad decided to take all the neighborhood kids out to an old cemetery out by this old river. And sure enough, we're walking around. And, you know, now I preach it. When we go to locations where there's cemeteries, you have to watch for the spot spot. Because... When they buried people a long time ago, they buried them in wooden caskets. And not uh -huh. not all of them were six foot down. So the casket rot and 
Jim, here I go. I'm walking. I got my little flashlight. <laughs> Y'all, I took another step. My leg went through the casket up to my thigh. <gasps> like how you would see a dead person clawing their way out of a grave. This is what I look like. <sighs> you could actually see the arm and the shirt of someone. <sighs> No, I had nightmares for weeks. Okay, that's one that you definitely like now, right? I know, so you definitely need to keep that story in mind when you go trick-or-treating this weekend. Oh my gosh, yes. Watch where you step. Yes, especially if you're going around some creepy old graveyard. And actually, Uh Becky gave us a bunch of great stories, and we're going to share them all on the next Haunted AF. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your platform is that you love listening to. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, or you can chat with us directly on our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Got to say thanks to Andrew Mamaliga for our theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we got to thank you, the listeners. Thanks for listening. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. Aww.